Hey, man, and welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood. I'm one of your hosts for the show, PJ Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. Guten Nachmittag. That's not a word. It is. It is. I had help from a, a German friend of mine. That uh, I went German one time on here, and I got some advanced stuff. So that means good afternoon, if you didn't know. I just educated you on that. See that? That's You didn't know you were going to get that today. That's, I didn't. I didn't. I'm floored. <laughs> I am floored, man, by the <laughs> amount of effort that you put into your greetings on this podcast and yeah. the fact that you just threw good afternoon in German out at everybody. See? So... Uh, there you go. I just threw you off. You don't even know where to go. I don't. I, <laughs> this is just. Hey, guys, we'll be praying for you this week as you yeah, try to figure that out. End this episode. <laughs> um, man, we almost had conflict right there, and we're, we're talking about conflict. We did. Um, yeah, there's, man, conflict. Uh, COVID 19, you're in lockdown. You're at home with your family, uh, some of you, uh, some of you just with your wife. Uh, some of you are just by yourself with your cat, and you look sideways at the cat sometimes, and you get in fights between you and your your cat. Um, but if you're living with other people at home, I'm, I'm sure that uh, people have gotten on each other's nerves during this time, and you have gotten into some arguments. And there was a, a, a website that we found that had some of the most ridiculous things that couples fight about in particular. Um, and the number one thing on the list, and, and I can relate to this, Kellen, I don't know if you can relate to this, but uh, it's the age-old question, hey, where do you want to go eat tonight? 100%. I can totally relate to it. Although right now it's not where do you want to go eat, but where should we pick up food from tonight? Yeah. 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 And it's usually followed by, well, I don't know, where do you want to go? Yep. And then you throw an answer out there, well, how about this place and what happens? No, I don't want that. I just had it. No, I, yeah, I don't, I don't want to eat there. And anything but that. And right. then you name another place. You're like, ah. No, not that place What about either. something else? Uh, no, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to eat there. We had that three weeks ago. <laughs> My friend told me there was a rat there, so I don't want to eat there I anymore. had a dream about that last night, exactly. so I really don't want it. <laughs> yeah, so we fight about where to eat. I mean, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. Um, Maybe some of you guys have a show that you watch on TV together as a couple. Another thing that couples fight about, number three on this list, was uh, was cheating, quote-unquote, on the other person by watching the TV show without the other person there. Yeah. Like you watch the new episode or the next episode if you're binge-watching without the other person around. Yeah, it can get ugly. It, yeah, I mean, that's I think that's gone into Judge Judy's courtroom before I'm with, sure, uh, with people. I'm sure it has. There was another one on here, which there's a whole like following behind both – sides of, of the camp here is uh, toilet paper. How you hang your toilet paper? There's, is it There's over? one right side to this argument. What is that? Over. Okay. Oh, so you're, you're, I didn't even, I didn't know about that in all honesty until probably about a year ago. Yeah. There, we did something at work and they had this whole thing about like, all right, we're going to split up the room. Are you over or under how you hang your toilet paper? And I'm like, I just kind of stood there because I'm like, I, I don't, I don't understand this. What do you mean? Like, yeah. And somebody had to kind of educate me on you. this. Yeah, yeah. And, and I still don't have a side. I don't care. Just get it on there, and <laughs> I'll, I'll do whatever. I don't care. Which which actually is another thing couples fight about is putting the toilet paper on the roll. That's true, too. Like, sometimes you'll walk in, and the toilet paper is, like, on the old roll but still hanging <laughs> on the roll, and you're like, really? Like, just slide that off and slide the new one on. It's yeah. not it, – you were almost there. Um, I'm indicting myself. I may have That's done you. that yeah. in the past. Totally. Is, uh, is done that. Um yeah, or we talked about where to eat, what to watch on TV too, right? You sit down after a long day, you're like, all right, let's watch a show together. What do you yeah. want to watch? I I don't know. What do you yeah. want to watch, right? Same same it, thing there. It's uh, just ridiculous. And there there was one on here, um, and it says it was number ten. It says who gets the right side of the bed, you or your dog? 
and just funny story with this one. Like I, growing up, I, I had dogs that in Texas, like our dogs just didn't come in the house. When I came to California, I found out that pets are supposed to get a bedroom. I don't know. California people have a different uh, just thought about pets than we, than we had in Texas. But my wife was, was adamant on like, hey, the pet should be able to come in the bed. I'm like, the dog will never get in my bed. And lo and behold, like the dog has a spot. And not while I'm there, but as soon as I get up, the dog inserts himself in the bed like, ah, I was just waiting for you to leave. Uh, and yeah, so it happened to me. But the dog is in my bed now, which I'm not okay with, but whatever. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a deal breaker. The yeah. dog needs to go. <laughs> Just the dog don't. needs to go. Um, yeah, another one is temperature control, right? You walk in, it's like, man, it's burning hot in here, and she's freezing. She's got like three blankets on, and you're like, can yeah. we open a window? Can we turn on the air conditioner? Don't touch the thermostat, whatever. These are ridiculous, right? I mean, maybe some of you guys are out there going, whoa, that, that hit too close to home. Like, is my burger cooked well enough, or do I need to throw it back on the grill? Is it too pink, right? right. Things like this that couples fight about. And hopefully none of these issues are going to end you in the pastor's counseling office, though maybe they will. Uh, but I, we, we also know that, that there are other things going on. And uh, honestly, during this time in our history of uh, COVID-19 going on, the coronavirus, the lockdown that's taken place, I'm sure you're, you're facing conflict. And I'm sure you've had a day or two where things have been tense uh, maybe a little icy between you and your wife or between you and one of your family members in general. And we wanted to, to give you some, some helps, uh, some tips that uh, actually come from a Gospel Coalition article uh, that's called 10 Keys to Solving Marriage Conflict During Quarantine. 10 Keys to Solving Marriage Conflict During Quarantine. And so Kellen and I are going to walk through these things and uh, just kind of give you some, uh, again, resources to be able to bring to the table as you're hopefully looking to bring peace to your marriage and not divisiveness to your marriage. And hopefully you are seeking peace. Uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Uh, The Proverbs chapter 18 says, a fool's lips walk into a fight and his mouth invites a beating. So men, uh, we need to be on the front lines of bringing peace to our our families and peace to our marriages. And that doesn't mean compromise if sin is involved there, but it does mean that so long as it's possible with us, and this is what Paul says in Romans 12, we need to live at peace with everyone. And that starts in the house. So what does it look like? How should we do this? Kellen, what's number one on this list of keys to solving marriage conflict? Number one is take off your tool belt. And so they have some some funny titles here, but really what this is, is is us as men not being Mr. Fix-It. And I think oftentimes we, instead of listening, we want to just solve the issue and solve the issue. And, and we think we have the right solution to everything. And I can speak from experience here is we go into it and say, hey, just do A, B, and C and everything will be fine. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that, um, especially for our wives. And, and quite honestly, you know, we, we have some fixing that we need to have help with ourselves. And so to think that, you know, we have all the right answers without just hearing them out and, and listening, and that's sometimes hard for us to do is because, you know, we want to solve the issue and then move on to the next thing. And it's like listen and, and be understanding um, right. for our wives to help them out there. Right, and put your confidence in the one who really does bring fixing to any conflict. And right. that is not us. That's the Lord. Um, God is going to bring the peace. We just need to be humble enough to be used by him in that process. Mm-hmm. And so take off the tool belt. 
Second on this list is uh, play catch, which is interesting. Don't literally say, hey, we're fighting, so let's go grab let's a couple of ball, ball. gloves and, and throw the ball <laughs> back and forth. But I love the way this author puts it. He says, so often we play ping pong. Um, yeah. You know, the ball's coming here, and before we receive it, we're hitting it back to the other person, the, right. the, the back and forth of an argument. And when we get into that pattern, it's, it's really an unbiblical and an unfair way of arguing and fighting. Uh, Proverbs 18.2 says, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Mm-hmm. That's the ping pong conflict. So, man, you may be in a conflict with your wife, and when she's uh, saying her piece, you're not really listening. You're not trying to understand where she's coming from. You're not receiving mm-hmm. uh, like you would when you play catch. You actually receive the ball from the other person before you throw it back to them. Uh, you're not doing that. You're listening to her, and you're going, okay, she's talking, so while she's talking, I'm going to think about my response. I've already got the way that I'm going to deflect this. I've already got the way that I'm going to justify myself or defend my actions here. And so rather than playing catch and receiving, understanding what she's saying, you're just batting it back at her. Uh, And that's not helpful. That's not going to bring resolution because the other person knows that they're not being heard. Yeah. Yeah. And even moving down to number three is, is all sort of coupled together is, is put on high heels or Air Jordans in this in this sense, but uh, side note, Quality Manhood does not endorse cross-dressing of any way, shape, or form, <laughs> and so please don't literally put on your wife's yes, high heels. That's not going to work. Vice versa, her your Air Jordan. Thank you for that. <laughs> Just thought I'd clarify. It is. It's the article said okay, but, but that's the point in the article. Yeah, is 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 being able to live in an understanding way of your wife. And and 1 Peter 3, 7 says that is, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel. And so being able to just the simple response of, you know, when they bring issues to you, being able to say, I understand you or or, I get you and truly meaning it, not just, you know, what you just talked about before, the ping pong. As soon as they give you something, you give give it right back and didn't really uh, listen to what they said because, Truth of the matter is, like the quicker we respond back, the more they feel we're not listening and we didn't really understand what they're saying. And so, being able to empathize and you know, sympathize with them and say, I, I, "I get it," and uh, let me, you know, look at it from your point of view. If you're, you know, our wives are whether they are at home with the kids, and sometimes you know you walk into the house and you want to you want to see a meal or you expect to see the house cleaned and. You know, one thing this quarantine has taught me in working from home is, man, I, I knew it was tough, but man, like the, the kids, they, they don't stop. No. And, you know, our wives are dealing with that 24-7. They don't really have that off and on time or lunch break where they get to disconnect as they're on all day. And so being able to understand where they're coming from in situations like that. Right, right. Yeah, again, Proverbs 18. Proverbs 18 is such a goldmine for conflict resolution. Proverbs 18, 17 says, The one who states his case first seems right until the other comes and examines him. And so in other words, you may, man, you may be out there thinking to yourself, well, I know I'm right on this. I know my wife is wrong in this issue, and this is not, there's no question in my mind. I know I'm right. But you still need to be willing to listen to things from her perspective because her perspective may be at the end, you may be pushing back from the table going, uh, you know what, actually, I, I wasn't as right as I thought I was. I see where she's coming from here. Uh, and that's going to allow you to empathize with her. It's going to allow you to bring peace to the relationship much quicker um, if you can uh, listen to what she's saying from her perspective and not just from your own point of view. 
Uh, number four is ask why. And this is not ask the other person why. Why are you acting like that? Why can't you understand what I'm talking about? Why can't you see things my way? That's not going to help. No, it's asking yourself why. <laughs> right. And it's asking yourself the question why about your sinful response to this conflict. Why are you responding, reacting in an unholy, ungodly manner? Why are you uh, fighting against what your wife is saying here? Why are you uh, sinfully re responding in, in anger or frustration or retreating in passive aggressiveness? What's going on in your heart that's causing that? Yeah, and oftentimes, uh, you know, with work, for example, in the, in the secular working working world, is uh, there's tension. There's things that happened at work, or maybe a, an argument that you had with somebody. Outside of work, I, I don't know, but you you bring that home, and we tend to use our wives as as the scapegoat, right? We wanted to say so much, we wanted to get something off of our chest, and it gets just pent up inside. And the minute they do something, it could be just the smallest thing, then we let all of that out on them. Um, and you just have to be careful for that. And that's really evaluating why am I upset or why am I angry? And a lot of the times, it's it's not due to you know our, our spouses, due to something that happened throughout the day uh, that we just happen to you know, unleash on them because we feel comfortable where, mm -hmm. you know, at work, we might not do it because we want to protect our image. We're trying to work up the corporate ladder. So you're not going to really show who you truly are, but you will to your wife, which is not the right approach to take either. Right. And, and another reason why that might be there, that anger is not just because of circumstances at work or circumstances somewhere else, but it could just simply be because of sin in your life. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jesus talks about the, the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. The, mm -hmm. the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth okay. evil. Yeah. The, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so if you are responding harshly or if you are responding with, with cruel words to your spouse, to your wife, um, or to anyone else in your life for that matter, it may just be that your heart is in a state of, of rebellion against God. You've got unconfessed sin that you're harboring there that... Um, you haven't been taken in the word of God. And so what's coming out is what you've been taking in. And so watch that, men, and be on guard against that. Uh, number five, and this is one that I go to quite often in counseling situations, is this, avoid exaggeration mm -hmm. in conflict. Avoid exaggeration. In other words, those words when we say, you always, you never, mm -hmm. every time, mm -hmm. this always happens. Yeah. It's, it's an exaggeration, right? Because if we ask our, ourselves the question, is that true, right? Is it always that case, that that way, is that always something that happens? Do they really never, ever do this? And usually you get the person to go, well, no, it's not always, right. or it's not never, but, you know, it's it's a, enough that it's it's frustrating. Right. Okay, that we can deal with. Sure. But if you're going to say every time, you always forget to put the toilet paper roll back on the toilet paper. <laughs> well, that's not true. Because yeah. what happens in conflict? When we get exaggerations thrown out, our defenses on the receiving end of that go up. Yeah. And we go, no, I didn't. That's not true. It's not always. Because right. here's this time, this time, this time, this time, and I did it this way. Right. And that just fuels the conflict. So on the front end of that, we can get rid of these words, all, none, everything, nothing, everybody, nobody, constantly, completely, entirely, thoroughly, always. These are words that are not helpful in pursuing conflict resolution. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that's tough to, to, to handle sometimes for, for us as men is, is the criticism, especially when we get it from our wife, right? Um, but we need to be able to, and what they have it here is celebrate criticism or embrace criticism, however you want to look at it. But just to be able to understand that, you know, for the most part, I can't, I'm not going to say every, but, you know, in most situations, your wife has your best interest and they might be saying something to you um, that, you know, 
God can be speaking through them and, and something that you need to hear. And so often, the second that they say something that we don't like, we just shut everything off. And we need to be able to listen to that. And and like we talked about earlier, is, is understand and, and sit on it before we just ping pong it right back is mm-hmm. listen to what they're saying. Is there any truth in that? And is this something that could be sanctifying for you? Right. Uh, and so really taking the time to celebrate criticism. It's hard. It's not easy because uh, we wanted to be we want to be encouraged. We want people to pat us on the back and especially our spouse when they tell us something that is not right. The first thing we want to do is get defensive and tell them what's not right. Right. Where we need to take a pause and really evaluate what they're saying and, 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 and be thankful for it. Thankful that, you know, they're there to call us out as much as it might hurt. Right. Right, and and when we are criticized, one of the the temptations that we have is to lash out back yeah. against them. Well, that may be true of me, but this is true of you, yeah. right? And or that's you, you did this two weeks ago, and exactly. I didn't bring that up. It's exactly. like, well, don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. And it, it's this again. That's where we get into the ping pong, back right. and forth, back and forth. And so the way that that this article put it is refuse to revile, as number seven there. But uh, yeah, refuse to retaliate. Don't don't take it so personally that you feel like. And this cr- criticism against me is against me as a person. And yeah. yeah, she told me I forgot to put the trash bag in the trash ba- can. But what she's really telling me is I'm a lousy husband and I have no responsibility and I can't, <laughs> I can't think for myself. And she hates my guts. And so I'm going to lash out back in anger with right. it, right? And in, in 1 Peter chapter uh, 2, we come across this. It holds up Christ as our example. In 1 Peter 2, 21 uh, through 25, he says, For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and neither was there deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. And so Peter's holding... The, the image of Christ out to us. And Christ is somebody who suffered unjustly. He's the, the ultimate example of one who suffered unjustly. He did no wrong. He committed no sin, and yet he was uh, betrayed by one of his own. He was arrested by those that really had no ultimate authority over him. He was beaten to a, a bloody pulp. He was uh, put before a, a mock trial that was really not even legal according to the standards of the time. And then he was handed over to the Jews to be crucified by the the Roman soldiers. He was nailed to a cross. He was crucified and made to to suffocate for for three hours as he hung between two criminals, uh, stripped bare. I mean, this is the the picture of unjust suffering. And yet Peter says he didn't revile. And Isaiah even picks up on it. And Peter's hearkening back to Isaiah 53 here when Isaiah says, like a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth against his oppressors, Right. That needs to be us in times when we feel like we want to lash out and we want to retaliate. And maybe, men, you feel like you're justified and maybe you are justified. Maybe the conflict that's there is really uh, something where you are suffering unjustly in this this, uh, turmoil in your marriage, in this conflict in your marriage, that you've been falsely accused of doing something. Still, men, the, the response is not to revile in return. The response is not to lash out but to follow in our Savior's footsteps and to, uh, to entrust ultimate justice to the Lord in that. Yeah, and the next two I'll kind of just put together is one is taking adult time out. So that one really is being able to say, if, if you feel the conversation getting heated, step out of it. Go pray and come back to the conversation renewed instead of uh, just continuing to flow. Uh, so not being afraid to say, you know, hey, let me, let me, I feel this is getting escalated. Let me pray a little bit um, and then come back to it later. The, the next one, number nine, is being able to call in the reserves. And 
this again is one for men that uh, there's always room for improvement. God's put these people in our lives, these other brothers in Christ, and to be able to share, to open up to them about the the problems that we're having and have brothers pray for you and hold you accountable is is so huge here. And the other piece of that, and uh, Pastor Beach, I'll let you take it from here and and hit on the last one too, is uh, the counseling piece of it, not being ashamed to say, I got to call in the reserves here. We may need to go to counseling. Maybe this is beyond what we can handle. Let's get somebody else involved. Yeah, and that's something, hopefully, man, your church has a, a resource available for you. Um, if not, find a local church that does. It, the uh, Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, ACBC for short, uh, if you look up their website, you can Google their website. Um, they have resources where you can look up biblical counselors, certified biblical counselors near wherever you're living right now. If you happen to be in earshot of us here at Compass Bible Church, our pastors do biblical counseling free of charge here at the church. It's a, a, a huge uh, resource and benefit. And, and men, if you're part of our church and you're listening to this going, I need that. Even right now during lockdown, we're counseling via Zoom. We're, we're doing digital counseling, right? And, and that's a, a benefit of, of technology. So don't wait. Get on that right away. Bring somebody else in. Call in the reserves. Get after that. Uh, but here's the last one, and I think this is really foundational, men, this last point here. They put it, hydrate frequently, um, drink from Christ. That sounds a little mystical. Here's the way I just want to put it to you. Get in the Word with your wife, right? Yeah, that's I mean, it. like, that's what we're talking about here. If you want a, a a peaceful marriage and you're not in the Word together, first off, if you're not in the Word individually, uh, you and your spouse, and then secondly, if you're not spending time in the Word together, talking about the Word together, um, even memorizing the Word together, encouraging one another with, with God's Word, uh, you're, you're asking for conflict. Um, you're just asking for it. And so make that a priority. Uh, spend time together. Make church a priority. Get your family in church. Right now you're going, well, I can't attend church. You can get in, into church online. Make sure that you're carving out time to watch your pastor's message over the weekend. Have your kids watching whatever the kids are doing. You know, if you've got a, a church with men's Bible study and women's Bible study, uh, men, you tune into the men's Bible study message. Women, you tune into the women's Bible study message. Have your wives engaged in that. Uh, take in as much word as you possibly can together as a family because it's only going to help you in the midst of all this. So uh, you, you lockdown, what is this, week six in lockdown? Week, I think we're seven, eight. Seven or eight, yeah. yeah. And uh, out here in California, we're just now entering phase two, so we're... Um, confused about that, but you know, whatever. Um, I guess cautiously optimistic about that is, is maybe a, a way to put that. But uh, yeah, we don't know when things are going to get back to, uh, you've got your, your work schedule and you can kind of fall back into your routine. But men, look, conflict happens whether you're in lockdown or not. Right. Uh, when things go back to normal, you're still going to step on each other's toes. You're still going to have opportunities for conflict. And these things, these points in this article are going to be helpful for you uh, to remember as you uh, engage. So uh, number one, take off your tool belt. Don't try to fix everything right away. Number two, play catch, understand, receive what she's saying. Don't just ping pong back and forth. Number three, uh, walk in her shoes and, and not literally, but just figuratively understand again, what's her perspective on this. The fool seems right until uh, he's examined by the other person, right? Number four, ask why of yourself. Why do I have this sinful response to what's going on? Number five, avoid exaggeration. Those big words, always, never, every time. Uh, don't, don't exaggerate in there. Number six, celebrate criticism, embrace it. Understand there may be a truth nugget in there for you to grab and apply to your life. Number seven, 
refuse to revile. Don't respond in retaliation. Number eight, number nine, uh, take a, an adult time out. Back off if you need to back off. Get your reserves. Get your brothers in Christ in there. Uh, not to say, hey, this is what she did. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. But uh, for those brothers to be there for you to say, hey, can you pray for me right now? I need wisdom right now in this. Um, hey, check me if I need to be checked in this. Uh, number And then finally, number 10, get, get in the Word as much as you possibly can. Th- those are the, the 10 key tips there to, to resolving conflict. And man, I'm, I'm convinced that if you pursue those things, that you will be able to, to see some some victory in, in your marriage conflict uh, that you may be going through right now or, or that may come up in the near future. Well, we have, uh, what was this? This was episode 35. So we are... are 34, 35? This is 35. Okay, you had 34, but it's, right. it's 35. I've messed up before on that. So episodes. we are less than <laughs> 20 away from being a, a full year into this. That's, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, uh, man, we hope God. that this show has been a blessing to you. Um, if it has, if you would rate it, review it on whatever platform you're listening, uh, share it with, uh, with others, that would be just a blessing. That would be helpful. Our desire behind this is not to, to build an empire, empire for Kellen and I, um, although maybe for Kellen, um, <laughs> but, uh, no, our, our desire behind this is, is simply to be a blessing to you guys and, and help you out. And, uh, it's a blessing to us to know that, that you guys are listening. So, uh, keep it up. If there's anything that we can do for you, don't uh, hesitate to reach out. You can reach us here at the church, uh, Compass Bible Church, pj at compasschurch.org or kellen at compasschurch.org. And uh, in the meantime, we will be praying for you guys this week as you continue to strive to be godly quality in the